Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to OK F Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, you know, if you, like me, yesterday decided to do anything, anything else, other than listen to the twice impeached criminal ass insurrectionist grifting motherfucker Donald Trump announced that he is going to be running for president again for a third time in 2024, um, then you'll probably need some type of update. Um, I decided to basically stare at a wall um, because I found that more entertaining um, interesting and informative than listening to a grifting ass lying motherfucker. But let me say this, what really has gotten me, um, as I woke up and read all of, you know, the headlines and seeing how the media once again is going to fail, uh, the American people in terms of the type of coverage, um, that they're going to supply Donald Trump with, you know, we shouldn't be here, right? We shouldn't even be in this place. And why shouldn't we be here? Oh, I don't know. Because we should have a Department of Justice that is run by a person who is invested in creating a justice system that doesn't have multiple tracks, right? Meaning that if you happen to be wealthy, white, male, and cis, uh, and a former president of the United States, that you get to go track yourself on easy street where nothing touches you. The road is made of Teflon and all is well. It doesn't matter what crimes you've committed. It doesn't matter how boldly you have proclaimed those crimes. 
Um, it doesn't matter if you have said out loud, find me 11,000, you know, 600 and some odd votes. It doesn't matter that you have created companies that are basically shell operations to scam people out of an education, out of money, um, that you can do whatever the fuck you want. We shouldn't be in this position because we should have a department of justice that two years, almost two fucking years since this motherfucker sent thousands of people to kill his vice president of the United States that he let armed insurrectionists into a rally and then pointed them in the direction of the Capitol building that he wouldn't be able to announce his presidency because he would be in jail. He would have been under indictment. He would be fending off, right? Um, not just federal investigations, but he would actually be fending off several indictments. Right. So he wouldn't have the time, the space or the place to be able to announce a third attempt at running for office. But that's not where we live. Right. We live in America where whiteness is beyond the best currency that you could possibly ever have, where wealth. Right. Essentially wraps that, you know, skin in in every different kind of defense, bulletproof Teflon tool that you could possibly have where you can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You can be accused of multiple cases of sexual assault. You can be accused of grifting. You can be accused of, uh, inciting a, a riot and all of these things. And guess what? Because you're white and you're wealthy and you're cis and you're famous, you get to run for president of the United States. Not only does Donald Trump continue to pose an absolute threat to our democracy, right? Not only do his words essentially fall on the ears of people who are so trigger happy, right? That they pose with their AR-15s, right? That they are so trigger happy that they actually put up target practice with the faces of members of Congress, that they are so trigger happy that one of them went and broke into Speaker Pelosi's home and violently assaulted her husband with a hammer. Donald Trump shouldn't just be in jail. He should be under a jail with a fucking muzzle over his mouth because that is what actual justice would look like in this country. That, you know, attempting to overthrow the government, attempting to incite an insurrection, attempting to steal an election, uh, breaking the emoluments clause. I mean, the list fucking goes on and on and on, but Donald Trump is walking free. Oh, I'm sorry. He also stole a boatload of fucking documents that, you know, pinpoint nuclear, uh, intelligence and agents and all of these things as well. But still friends close to two years to the anniversary of the insurrection and Donald Trump is free to announce that he is going to run again to try and run again our country into the ground. Now, what I find most interesting is this, a couple of things, right? Um, one that Donald Trump's own daughter, Ivanka Trump, you know, the only one that he actually likes, um, wrote this on her Instagram following the announcement of the twice impeached criminal ass president, her father, 
um, on Instagram. This is what she wrote. I love my father very much. This time around, I am choosing to prioritize my young children and the private life we are creating as a family. I do not plan to be involved in politics. While I will always love and support my father, going forward, I will do so outside the political arena. I am grateful to have had the honor of serving the American people, and I will always be proud of our uh, of many of our administration's accomplishments. Would one of those accomplishments be putting children in cages? Will one of those accomplishments, um, having had over 400,000 Americans die of COVID-19 because your father lied about how contagious and serious the virus was in order to stoke up fear and weaponize a virus. Is that one of the accomplishments? Is it running the Department of Education into the ground? Is it potentially having tweeted us into war with Iran? Is it embracing white supremacists so that they felt like they had a leader in the White House? Which one of the many accomplishments do you think that Ivanka Trump is pointing to? And we know exactly what Ivanka Trump is doing because she's the brightest of the batch of idiots um, that are the spawn of the Trumps. And that is creating an arm's length of distance between herself and her twice impeached criminal ass president father, right? That she don't want to get roped up, wrapped up in this, that, you know, of course there's no real investigation that's going on with her husband and how he managed to score $2 billion from Mohammed bin Salam, the Saudi prince following his exit from the Trump administration. Could it have anything to do with, oh, I don't know, the myriad of files that, you know, Donald Trump was hiding at Mar-a-Lago? Could it have anything to do with the access that MBS was given to the I don't know, entirety of the United States because he had the president and Jared Kushner in his pocket. But there's no investigation that's really happening there. Nothing of note, because again, white, straight, cis, wealthy, you know, you get to run shit. And everybody else has to duck and cover. I'm just so fucking tired, right? I'm just, I, I am, I am so tired of the media and their lack of investigation and interrogation, their lack of coverage that actually lays bare the facts of who Donald Trump is. I'm so fucking tired of people twisting themselves into knots and contorting themselves so that they don't offend the far right, so that they don't offend Donald Trump. I'm so tired of the chicken shit bullshit out of our fucking media that is supposed to be, right? about informing the public. There's supposed to be a check and balance. I'm tired of us embracing liars. I'm tired of no one being held accountable for anything that they fucking do so long as they are white, so long as they are straight, so long as they are cis and connected to powerful people. I'm tired of it. Merrick Garland has failed the American people. Because Donald Trump should have never been given the opportunity to announce a fucking run. It's like, what are you doing? And then I have people that have the audacity to tell me on this failed social media app, Twitter, that, oh my God, do you want it done faster? Do you want it done right? Bitch, are we swimming in molasses right now? Are you fucking dumb? Do you know how quick black and brown 
boys and men are picked up on the street and charged the book thrown at them for the smallest fucking offenses. And you're telling me that we have a laundry list of offenses and criminal activity that Donald Trump has done and ain't not one fucking indictment rollout since that motherfucker left office. That is bullshit. It's bullshit. And an absolute travesty and a miscarriage of justice for our democracy. You want to know why our democracy is still at risk? Because the architects of the insurrection are still running around free because you have Clarence Thomas who is still voting to deny access to phone records and rightfully doing so because nobody has opened up an impeachment inquiry into him and his fucking involvement with his insurrectionist wife. I'm just sick of the bullshit, y'all. Like it is exhausting. And that's why I'm so grateful for my next guest and the conversation that we have around the importance of truth and integrity and character. Dr. Louis V. Baldwin has written a book entitled The Ark of Truth, The Thinking of Martin Luther King Jr. And in this book is what many have said is the definitive volume on Martin Luther King Jr.'s understanding of truth. And I want to read you just a little bit about what this book is about and why we should be reading it, particularly in this time. Martin Luther King Jr. said and wrote as much or more about the meaning, nature, and power of truth as did any other prominent figure in the 1950s and 60s. King was not only vastly influential as an advocate for and defender of truth, He also did more than anyone in his time to organize truth into a movement for the liberation, uplift, and empowerment of humanity, efforts that ultimately resulted in the loss of his life. Drawing on King's published and unpublished sermons, speeches, and writings, the Ark of Truth explores his lifelong pilgrimage in pursuit of truth. Ultimately, King's significance for humanity is not only his contributions as a preacher, pastor, civil rights leader, and world figure. He was and remains equally impactful as a theologian, philosopher, and atheist, whose life and thought events an enduring search for and commitment to truth. I can think of no better time to have a conversation about inevitable truths, about the truth of who this nation is, the truth of the dream that America is and was supposed to offer to all of its inhabitants, and how 
Dr. Martin Luther King's dream for humanity cannot be realized when there are alternate realities that people are existing in. So the conversation that I have with Dr. Baldwin today is about the threat that our democracy is under because of disinformation, misinformation, and flat out lies that have taken hold in the hearts and minds of tens of millions because of Donald Trump and Trumpism. Can we get back to a place of shared truth? That's a question that I ask Dr. Baldwin next. Folks, I am very excited to welcome to Woke AF Daily for the very first time, Dr. Lewis Baldwin, scholar and author of the book, The Ark of Truth, The Thinking of Martin Luther King Jr. Um, Dr. Baldwin, we are living in a really perilous time in this country in terms of our relationship to the truth. Yeah. Can you talk about why you think that we are in this crisis and how the lessons, the lessons that we can learn from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his relationship to the truth? Yes, I think there's always been a problem in this country uh, with us coming to terms with truth. Uh, certainly, I'll use an example, our failure to come to terms with the uh, sad, painful, and uncomfortable truths about our history, particularly as that relates to the treatment of peoples of color, communities of color. And uh, there's always, and Dr. King understood this, that uh, our entire, during our entire history, we've had a problem coming to terms with truth. And I think what we see today is a product of that in political circles, because um, actual facts, objective truths, uh, scientific facts, no longer figure significantly in public discourse and certainly not in political discourse. Scholars are writing today about uh, the post-truth age, mm. an age in which there is a breakdown of the old standards and traditions as they relate to truth and truth-telling. And Dr. King grew up in a family in which truth was considered a supreme value. And throughout mm -hmm. his public life, he told us repeatedly that the struggle involved essentially coming to terms with, our, with truth about ourselves, uh, living up to our self-evident truths as expressed in our founding documents. So he taught us a lot about the power of truth and truth telling. And he also taught us a lot about the moral obligation to speak truth to power. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think Dr. King is relevant in these times when uh, truth and facts seem to no longer matter. You know, at the beginning, I would say of um, the Trump presidency, America was introduced to a term called alternative facts. That's right. By, yeah. uh, by at that time, uh, Kellyanne Conway. Mm -hmm. 
That's right. Which said you have facts and you have alternative facts. And mm -hmm. in the media, in the media, folks laughed, right? Yes. And they and they they thought that that was funny. Mm -hmm. That would be a very crucial moment, I think, for for our political consciousness. That's right. Um, and our understanding of what should be expected from our political leaders. Mm -hmm. How do you think that the media, and I would say political scholars in general, kind of failed in that moment, something that was presented as serious, they laughed off. Mm -hmm. what, sh what should we have done instead? I think there should have been a response uh, from religious leaders, uh, from well-meaning politicians, and from the general public. Because uh, when the term alternative facts was used, it was obvious at that time that uh, the direction that we are trending in, of course, was not good. That we were moving further and further away from a truth-telling culture and uh, to a point where we no longer lived in the same reality. And I think that is the problem today. We, so many of us live in different realities. And it's hard to get people to a point of reality when they're not living in the same reality. And I think uh, we've allowed uh, conspiracy theories, lies, uh, disinformation from the highest levels of our political life to shape public discourse in this country. And uh, unfortunately, we have not heard much from religious leaders in terms of a pushback. Mm -hmm. We haven't heard much from politicians who, who have moral sensibility. They have not done much in terms of a pushback. And of course, unfortunately, those of us in the public square have not only uh, celebrated figures who engage in anti-truth telling and conspiracy theories, uh, we have rewarded them in so many instances. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is, is problematic. How do you see the disinformation that Dr. King was wrestling with in the 1950s and 60s and the disinformation that we are wrestling with now? Because Dr. King was called everything outside of his name, right, by mm -hmm. white supremacist racist leaders. That's right. He was called a liar. He mm -hmm. was called an extremist. He yeah. was called all of these things. And yet it was during a time when we had three major news stations that yeah. we all watched. We That's had right. the same radio programs mm -hmm. that we all watched. That's right. Now, decades later, that misinformation and disinformation is pervasive. Yeah. And how how do you how do you see how we how we deal with it? Because America, in a lot of ways, um, if I'm not mistaken, has been based on a lot of lies That's right. about our our founding. Um, so how and, and how we are developing from that lie. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to um, live truth when you've never lived truth. And that's been the problem in this country. The founding fathers, of course, said in the founding documents that uh, there are certain self-evident truths that we hold dear. And we've lived throughout our history 
um, with those self-evident truths, often referring to them that all men are created equal. They endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights that among these life liberty in the pursuit of happiness. The problem is that we've spoken of these truths in theoretical terms, in terms of ideals and spoken words, but we have never lived out those truths and acted properly on those truths. And this is what Dr. King was trying to get us back to. He was trying to get us to the point where these truths are no longer expressed in our public discourse and our political discourse, but that they become a part of our lives and the way we act in the world, the way we treat each other as, as citizens of this country. So Dr. King, I think, is not only a, an authority when we speak to these issues, he's a resource. He's an inspiration, I think, because he taught us always that truth matters. And I think we are at a point now where we have to reclaim that. One of the things, one of the things that I find incredibly troubling, um, myself a, a former educator, um, is this desire now to ban books. Yeah. To go to go back to a place where we are banning books and narrowing curriculum to guard mm -hmm. white children. That's right. From the truth about their ancestors. What do you make about, again, this this push uh, for disinformation by shielding particularly white children mm -hmm. from learning the truth about this nation's finding? It goes back to what I said a little earlier in terms of this failure to come to terms with certain truths about our history and our heritage. And you're right, there's a national campaign of erasure and book banning going on now. Almost 2,000 books have been banned. And of course, the argument is that uh, white children will be hurt psychologically in terms of their own self-identity and self-esteem. Uh, but I think uh, Dr. King was right when he quoted Jesus, it is the truth that will set us free, mm -hmm. not lies. And I think those who are involved in this national campaign of erasure and book banning, they think that they can protect future generations by hiding certain truths and certain facts about this nation and, it, nation and its history. But that cannot work. Again, it is the truth that will set us free. And I think in this society, which is a democratic society, uh, claims to be rooted in uh, representative and participatory democracy. Uh, people should have the freedom to read what they want. Children should have that kind of freedom because they only then can they learn the truth. Dr. King said that only truth can lead to a better understanding of humanity, to a better understanding of life and the world, to a better understanding of who we are as a people and as a nation. Has there been in your in 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 your time of of study, writing, and reflection, Dr. Baldwin, a country that has wrestled with their history in a way that has preserved, I guess, this sense of patriotism, but with 
through the lens of honesty? That has uh, happened to some extent in Germany. You, we all know what happened during the World War II era with the rise of Hitler and Nazism and the slaughter of the Jewish people. Uh, in parts of Germany, there have been attempts on the part of religious leaders and others to come to terms with that ugly, uncomfortable, and painful side of their history and to live uh, on, on a high, with, with a vision toward a higher human ideal and a higher ethical ideal. So that has happened to some extent. But um, in this country, there's never been an effort, and I think Dr. King was right, such an effort should be led by religious leaders, an effort to bring this nation, to bring us all to a kind of reckoning with our history and our heritage, even the ugly, uncomfortable, and painful sides of that history and heritage. But uh, there's been a failure to do so. And hopefully, uh, now with the recent election, we have hopeful signs that there are voices emerging uh, that will, will compel us to look seriously at our history and who we are and to come to terms with that history and to recommit ourselves uh, to the highest ideals of this country as they relate to the fulfillment of certain self-evident truths. Dr. King was not an old man when he was assassinated. Yes. He was actually quite young. 39, And yes. we love to believe in this country that our battle with the civil rights movement was eons ago mm -hmm. when it was just close to 60 years ago mm -hmm. that there are young people who remember Jim Crow, who remember segregation. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we have put too much distance in terms of a timeline in our understanding of how much or how little America has grown and reckoned with its quote unquote original sin that we like to pretend that it was so long ago when in all honesty, it, it really wasn't. And is no. that a part of also us erasing that element of truth? That's true. That's right. Uh, it has, speaks to our tendency to forget. Mm -hmm. uh, we believe, uh, a lot of us, entirely in American exceptionalism. Mm -hmm. And we've long felt that if you really believe in American exceptionalism and you're patriotic, then you're going to leave the ugly side and the painful side of that history aside and focus on what is positive about us and about this nation and about our history. I think there's been a failure on the part of institutions in this country to keep alive that history of the civil rights movement and what it was about, because the civil rights movement was really about forcing us to come to terms with the truth about who we are. And our mm -hmm. churches and our schools and our community centers and other institutions and in society have failed to consistently teach that history and to stress the importance of that history. So, when children and youngsters are not learning that history of this entire nation, the history of the civil rights movement, then there's a tendency to forget 
And I think what we are seeing today in this national campaign of erasure and book burning is to force us further away from the truth about this nation, the truth about our history and heritage. So yes, I see that failure in our society today, and, and it's occurring at all levels of society among all groups in society, races, ethnic groups, who are not teaching history as it should be taught. Dr. Baldwin, what gives you hope in this moment of time, this reckoning that we are living in in America? Because it is not America's first reckoning, right? And I doubt that it will be the last. Yeah. So what what gives you hope and faith that we will at some point, maybe not in either of our lifetimes, but at some point actually realize the fullness of not only Dr. King's dream, but the founding father's ideas mm-hmm. of a true democracy. Yes, I have hope uh, in part because I believe deeply in what Dr. King said. He said often that truth crushed the earth will rise again that truth always prevails. A lie cannot live forever. And I tend to believe that myself. I also think that there are certain hopeful signs that go in our society today. One, of course, the recent election. Mm-hmm. Uh, election deniers lost mm-hmm. a, a large margin. Um, the voters of this country rejected the big lie. Mm-hmm. A lot of lies about uh, the election, about the uh, voter suppression. Those lies were rejected. The conspiracy theories all rejected in our most recent midterm elections. That too gives me hope. I think that most Americans are beginning to realize that we cannot continue to live in an anti-truth telling culture that we need to reclaim truth as a supreme value. Not only reclaim truth, we need to elevate and cherish truth and also demand truth. Otherwise, we cannot continue to sustain ourselves on on the basis of a firm foundation of moral and spiritual values. I think we're beginning to realize that. And of course, that gives me hope as well. And the last question for you, what are you hoping that folks take from uh, from your book, The Ark of Truth? What are, what are you hoping that, that readers who have heard, have been taught about Dr. King take from it during this time in particular? I would say, uh, first of all, that, that the search for truth is a lifelong quest. I think we all need to realize that. We have to, if we are moral and rational beings, we engage in truth as a lifelong pursuit. And this was true about Dr. King. And I think the second thing I would say is that we need to learn from Dr. King that truth is not simply about the study of ideas or spoken words. It's also about how we live and act in the world. Mm-hmm. Dr. King talked a lot about using truthful means, the truthful means of nonviolent direct action 
to achieve the truthful ends of the beloved community. And we need to always understand that truth is important in terms of getting at truth, that we have to live it, we have to act on it in order to bring about a better society. Dr. Baldwin, I thank you so much for making the time to join us on Woke AF, but also for your your leadership and your writing. Folks, the title of the book is The Arc of Truth, The Thinking of Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. Baldwin, thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you so much. You raised great questions. Thank you. Thank you. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.